so interesting that the bigger Kevin McCarthy news of this week was people complaining that he wants Eric Swalwell removed from the House Intelligence Committee. Well, Representative McCarthy is right. Swalwell had dealings with a Chinese spy, and we have absolutely no idea because no investigation has been done about whether or not he's compromised. So at least while an investigation happens, he should be off the committee. That's only rational. Not only is he still on the committee, he was allowed to be a House impeachment manager. This shows us how little Speaker Pelosi cares about what's happening to her party or the people therein. What she cares about is destruction of those people who disagree with her. This is not something that builds in America, makes us better, but it is purely indicative of the level of destructive she enjoys being and that she is proud to be. It's who she is. Now, who is this spy? This spy is is someone named uh, Fang. Christine Fang, but sometimes goes by Fang Fang, a Chinese spy who was in relationships with small mayors and others trying to build herself up and some of those sexual relationships. She had a relationship with Eric Swalwell back in California. Was it sexual? We don't know. Should we know? Absolutely. Is there any question that she's a Chinese spy? Not in my eyes. That much is for sure. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. 833-GOT-TONY-833-468-8669. Meanwhile, Eric Swalwell continues to berate us with his pseudo-intellectualism and his uh, pseudo-moral superiority about how good and decent he is and how terrible everybody else is. That story gets a lot of cover. A lot of coverage. Because they like to attack Kevin McCarthy. Oh, still talking about Chinese spies. You mean like the kind of Chinese spy that was driving for Dianne Feinstein for years? Yeah, that's who we're talking about. Only a fool trusts communist China. But that's enough about the Biden administration. The Biden administration isn't doing enough to even take a look at the southern border. Lying to Americans Every single day, refusing to call it a crisis, it's only a challenge. Ooh, sometimes it's a big challenge. No matter what, their plan is only do one thing. Blame Trump 24-7. Just two quick ones. Given how fast-moving the situation has been, does the president believe that his administration has a handle on what's happening on the southern border right now? We certainly do. And let me just give you a bit of an update on a couple of the steps that um, we're taking. Um, You know, first, let me say that um, like COVID, obviously a different issue, but uh, we recognize this is a big problem. Uh, The last administration uh, left us a dismantled uh, and unworkable system. That, of course, is a lie. I am putting forth to you that Jen Psaki lied right there on behalf of Joe Biden to the American people. You are not left a dismantled and unworkable system. This is a lie. Everybody who is rational knows it. She should be excoriated by the press. She should be ashamed. She should, for lying to the American people, be fired.
That brings us back to Representative Kevin McCarthy, who went down to the southern border. And his comments there aren't getting enough play. I wanted to share them with you. You want to tell me Kevin McCarthy's a liar? You can. Is he lying about this? See, I don't think Jen Psaki lies about everything. I think that when she tells people her name is Jen Psaki, she's being honest. I don't know. I don't know about everything else. But is Kevin McCarthy lying about this? What we found now, they're telling me there's things they've never seen before and it's growing every day. More fentanyl than they've ever seen coming across. More challenge of who's on on a terrorist watch list. You know, the security and safety of Americans are the number one issue that a president should have. And these policies that he has changed had made us less safe. And what's happening is not just about these young children that, as a father, it breaks my heart to sit there and look at them and think that they risk this. We talked to one family from Honduras. We asked them how long they've been traveling, 22 days. You want to know why it was 22 days? Because 30 days ago, they heard what President Biden said, and they decided to make the trek. So the migrants tell you that they believed that they were going to be able to get in and that they perhaps could get amnesty and stay. Exactly. That's why they're coming. The president of Mexico calls President Biden the migrant president. He's creating it. He's creating problems in Mexico itself. Why we had an agreement with, with the countries in Central America that we, we would look for asylum while they were still in their country and not come up. Because what happens is these coyotes are making tremendous amounts of money. These cartels, things that we haven't seen before. This is what is happening. This is what's going on our border. And for President Biden, I sent him a letter a week ago to sit down and let's talk about this. Doesn't even acknowledge it. He needs to come to this border, look what has happened on what he's created, and change it. No, that's not getting coverage at all. That you have these coyotes, that's who they are, that's what we call them. Abusing children, attacking children, harming children, and others. That you have a situation that has become untenable because, solely and exclusively because, Joe Biden is president. And we should be clear it is not just people from Central America who are trying to come across. You know, it, it's worse than a crisis. I thought I would see a crisis, but th- this is really a human heartbreak. We have a brand new facility to care for these children. They built it beyond capacity, thinking they would never reach it. Today, they just set the anniversary that they broke capacity, more than 1,040 children, and it's only growing every day. And what that means is 120 of these border agents that are doing an extraordinary job in unbelievable times can't be on the border protecting us. And when you go up to Monument 3 and you talk to those agents, it's not just people from Mexico or Honduras or El Salvador. They're now finding people from Yemen, Iran, Turkey. People on the, on the terrorist watch list they are catching. And they're rushing it all at once. They're catching 100 to 200 people in that one section. And what they found is it all started midnight January 20th. There was 150 miles of border wall that's supposed to be built. 133 was done. They won't build that last 17. So it has a big gap because you took down the old wall to put the new one up. And it's becoming, when you walk into that room and you see these children's faces, unaccompanied by children, uh, by their parents, they're one, three, and five-year-olds holding hands, coming up to an agent. How many children didn't make it? How much is human trafficking being increased by what's happening? And it all started with these presidential policies. It all started 
when the media started saying they weren't cages but reception centers. That's when it started. I mean, you can argue it started when uh, Joe Biden and his campaign clearly were like, yeah, open borders. Oh, that Trump's a racist. Open borders. And then Biden got protection by a media apparatchik that wouldn't report on things honestly. Oh, they're starting to now in a way. They're starting to get things, uh, you know, going in a, in a way now. George Stephanopoulos asking the question of the uh, of the Homeland Security Secretary, uh, Secretary Mayorkas. You've been saying don't come now, but that message does not appear to be getting through right now. So many seem to be responding to the president's promise that he would have a more accepting policy towards migrants. And you seem to be cut in a, stuck in a difficult trap right now. But does the message have to be don't come, period? Well, it's kind of a question. Now, I don't trust questions from a guy who was bought and paid for by the Democratic Party, a Clinton Easter from beginning to end, who was uh, giving to the Clinton Global Initiative while reporting on it. Yeah, I, I, I don't buy in to George Stephanopoulos. Rather, I go back to Kevin McCarthy at the border, honestly discussing the issue. I know the president's going to travel this week. This is where he should bring Air Force One. This is where he should look the people in the eye. This is where he should talk to the border agents and let them know that this is beyond a crisis. He can continue to deny it, but the only way to solve it is to first admit what he has done. And if he will not reverse action, it's going to take congressional action to do it. And that's why we're here. We want to find solutions. Before we even came here, I sent a letter to the president to work together to solve this problem. I thought maybe he would reach out. Maybe he'd set an appointment. He doesn't even acknowledge a letter, let known a crisis that his policies created. So we will work together across the aisle, within our own party, because we know the solutions that it will take. When you talk about what's coming across, I just left a few border agents and I asked them, who are the individuals you're catching? Yeah, they're from Central America. But you know who else? Iran, Yemen, Sri Lanka. Some things are just undeniable, no matter how much Jen Psaki wants to lie to us. And I want to say it again. Jen Psaki is lying when she talks about the immigration policies of President Trump, when she's talking about saying the administration left us a dismantled and unworkable system, it's a lie. Jen Psaki is lying to the American people. I don't know why we should stand for such a thing. It's disgusting. It's low rent and it's low class. It's not necessary I thought the whole conversation about uh, what was going on with with coronavirus, right? And there was President Trump and those famous uh, audio uh, tapes, right? He he didn't want to get people panicked. He wanted to just, you know, keep things calm. I think you can just tell people honestly, and I always think that you should. It's not what we're getting from Jen Psaki. It's not what we're getting from the Biden administration. If Donald Trump was wrong in the conversation about coronavirus, then Jen Psaki and the president are wrong in the conversation about the border. They are actively lying. 
We shouldn't simply accept that. That's why I shared with you that audio of Representative Kevin McCarthy. They're at the border discussing what's happening in an honest, reasonable way that we're trying to work with President Biden. He doesn't even respond. And of course, they don't respond because hating Trump is more important than anything else. It doesn't matter if they have an unworkable, untenable policy that allows kids or adults with coronavirus into the United States and doesn't actually track them or get them vaccinated. What matters is it's not Trump's policy, so therefore it's good. And then they make the claim that their policy is humane. That's the kicker. That's the are you kidding me of this situation. They actually want to tell you that their policy is one that is humane and good and decent. It can't be humane, good, and decent if it starts with a lie. That's what the they taught me. That's what we're supposed to learn about President Trump. When they don't follow their own rules, we should say so. There's a crisis at the border, and we should be saying that as well. I'm Tony Katz. Did Meghan Markle put together a GoFundMe? I mean, that was the, the over at the New York Post, they had this headline, GoFundMe to pay off Meghan Markle and Prince Harry's mortgage goes bust. And I'm like, what is this? Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It turns out that the house that they have there in California, is that Santa Barbara? $14.6 million estate. Somebody put together a GoFundMe because she felt sorry for the couple. They did the big interview with Oprah. They called the queen a a, a racist, which is a pretty despicable thing to do with zero evidence whatsoever. Really, they called the family uh, racist. A despicable, despicable thing to do with with, with nothing, and I'm supposed to believe it? Well, if, if I'm Don Lemon, I believe it. Have we talked about Don Lemon and his view on Catholics yet? Oh, you know what? I will get into it. I, I can't. I can't do it now. There's not enough time to do it now. I will get into it. I will take your calls. We'll we'll do the whole thing. St- st- stick with me. So this woman in California, Anastasia Hansen, started a GoFundMe to help pay off the mortgage of Meghan and Harry, and raised. $110. Missed it by that much. $14 million mortgage. $110. That's just hilarious. Two people giving $5. One person gave $100 of their own money to those two. That's just That is just 27 levels of completely and totally special. Then there's the story of Title IX. Now, you often hear Title IX conversations in the idea of sports that you have to be, um, uh, that have to represent, that you have to be funding, that it's, it's unfair, that if you only have men's sports and not women's sports, then there's a lot of conversations about these things regarding what happens on college campuses. 
And I have always been in favor of what it is that uh, Betsy DeVos was trying to put forth and very opposed to what it is that the administration now wants to do. It seems that what they want in this administration, like they wanted in the Obama years, was that if a man is accused of sexual impropriety, you're guilty. There's no conversation and there's no you trying to explain it or figure it out or defend yourself. You're guilty. Well, with Betsy DeVos, when she was Secretary of Education, it was a conversation. Whoa, whoa, how can you just make these kinds of blanket statements? How can we do this to people? Of course, you should have the right to a defense and you should have the right to know your accuser and, and all these kinds of things. Well, Clemson announced that they, because of, uh, I guess, COVID and, and, and other financial issues, they're going to discontinue their men's cross-country and track and field programs. But there's now a lawsuit at play to sue them if they do not reconsider their plan to eliminate uh, the teams, and they're doing it under Title IX. Because Title IX requires that the schools provide opportunities for male and female student-athletes alike that are proportionate to the overall student population. And the Clemson track group is arguing that if you eliminate the men's teams, it'll put the university in violation of the law. This, according to ESPN, providing too few sports options for its male athletes. I cannot wait to hear how wrong this is and how this is just another way that the patriarchy is abusive of, oh, who knows what. I think that if a team can't survive, a team can't survive. But I'm thinking of this rationally. Nothing about what happens in the world of college sports is rational. Speaking of not rational, Don Lemon. I will share the audio. My Christians and my Catholics, you're going to have to tell me whether he's right or wrong. That is coming up. Facebook Tony Katz Radio. Get the podcast at TonyKatz.com. Subscribe and follow today. This is Tony Katz today. So as promised, my Christians, my Catholics, you know what, my everybody, you're all welcome to be a part of it. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. The phone number, 833-GOT-TONY. 833-468-8669. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Twitter, Instagram, Parlor at Tony Katz. This is a story about the Vatican. Where the Vatican has said that the Catholic Church cannot bless same-sex unions. This because God, quote, cannot bless sin, unquote. So this comes from the Congregation for the Doctrine of Faith, of the Faith. And this is the Orthodoxy Office. Issuing a response Monday to the question about whether Catholic clergy can bless gay unions. And the answer is negative. The Vatican holds, as is reported, that gays must be treated with dignity and respect. That's how it's written. But um, that people who engage in gay sexual relationships, that is, quote, intrinsically disordered. That's the terminology used. Now, I look at this and I say to myself, I'm not surprised. This is the Catholic Church. They've got beliefs. People can agree or disagree, but they have beliefs. And when people say that the Catholic Church shouldn't believe these things, I I think they're more than welcome uh, to to say that. But it is the Catholic Church that will make the decision on what it is they believe. How it is they move forward. 
And I think that especially when it comes uh, to, to, to the Pope, when it comes to Pope Francis, man, there are a lot of people not happy with Pope Francis. There could be people who are in love, but I, I know of and I hear of lots of people not happy with Pope Francis. This brings us to Don Lemon, because a rational person could have a conversation about what they think about what's going on with the church and whether or not this is a, a good move. But certainly you would have to argue that this decision is sticking to brand. This is what the Catholic Church believes. Which brings us to Don Lemon from CNN on The View, all of a sudden a theologian, and he could have years of study that I don't know about. But listen to him discuss this issue. And I respect people's right to believe in whatever they want to believe in their God. But if you believe in something that hurts another person that, or that does not give someone the same rights or freedoms, not necessarily under the Constitution, because this is under God, uh, I, I think that that's wrong. And I think that the, the Catholic Church and many other churches really need to reexamine themselves and their teachings, because that is not what Don Lemon believes that the Catholic Church has to re-examine itself. And why does he believe this? Because the theologian Don Lemon has a theory. In their teachings, because that is not what God is about. God is not about hindering people or even judging people. And to put it in the context of race, I find... Let's, let's, let's hold off on the context of race. God is not about judging people. Now, this is where I need my Catholics. This is where I need my Christians. If only because this conversation makes producer Ari so incredibly uncomfortable. For not the reasons you think. God doesn't judge? God doesn't judge? Listen to more of Don Lemon because he tries to square the circle on this as he talks about race. And to put it in the context of race, I find that, uh, you know, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said the most segregated place on earth, uh, time on earth, was 11 a.m. on a Sunday morning. So I think that religion and the pew keeps us from actually, they're barriers from people actually getting to know each other. So, I Well, for a guy who's a theologian, he's doing certainly a nice job of attacking church. Church is what segregates. That's what he's saying. Let him continue. I would say to the Pope and the Vatican and all Christians or Catholics or whomever, whatever religion you believe out, you, you happen to belong to out there, go out and meet people and try to understand people and do what the Bible and what, what Jesus actually said, if you believe in Jesus, and that is to love your fellow man and judge not lest he be not judged. So instead of... Hold on. Hold on. I, I, I know I went to Hebrew school. Uh, but I don't believe the expression is judge not lest you be not judged. I believe the expression is judge not lest you be judged. I, I, right? So, so he's already uh, getting a, a bit confused here in his statements, theologian Don Lemon, and he's still not done. 
and do what the Bible and what, what Jesus actually said, if you believe in Jesus, and that is to love your fellow man and judge not lest he be not judged. So instead of having the pew hinder you, having the church hinder you, instead of being segregated in the church or among yourselves, go out and have a barbecue and meet people and start, um, and, and start breaking bread with people and getting to know them, much as I do at Joy's house, mostly Sonny coming to my house, Sarah coming to my house, me going to Whoopi's house for barbecues and I'm telling the truth and then hopefully I will be celebrating some sort of meal with Megan and Liberty at her house or at my house so so it's church and religion that's keeping other people from I guess getting together with the cast of The View which Don Lemon I guess does all the time so to my Catholics and my Christians out there is, is, is he right is the church the reason that you're not able to meet people where they are? Is the church the reason that you're not able to be open-minded? That's, that's his argument. That, that Jesus is keeping you from this because you don't understand Jesus. He does. He does. The church has had this teaching for, well, as long as I've been alive. But it's... It's... It, it's meaningless because he's saying that that's not what Jesus actually teaches. Jesus teaches you to have a barbecue with Whoopi, which, according to Joe Biden, isn't allowed at all, at least until July 4th. So which is it? Which is it? I will, I will um, say to you that I went through many years of having a very, very serious issue with my Judaism, a very serious issue with, with religion, and it's because uh, people were uh, making so many things political, I could not find joy within. Only lately, only over the past year or so, am I really starting to get some level of enjoyment in my Judaism back, which has been, which has been fun, which, which has been good. And, and I am somebody who uh, has uh, engaged a lot of Christopher Hitchens in my life. And um, my argument is, I don't know if he's right, but he ain't wrong in the very conversations regarding God and religion and organized religion and what things have been done in the name of organized religion and what levels of horror that we engage in the name of religion. I tell you that I engage these conversations and I go through my own levels of struggle. One of the things I don't do is to pretend to have an idea of what Jesus meant. It's a lot of hubris to be able to go on national television and say, hey, hey, I'm, I'm a television host. Let me tell you about the Lord. And tell Christians and Catholics about Jesus. I think I'd get vilified for doing that thing, if only because I'd be out of my head. But maybe I've got it all wrong. And maybe Don Lemon's making a great point. And maybe Don Lemon understands more about theology than I give him credit for. So which is it? What Don Lemon has to say, is he right? Is, 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 is he wrong? Is he... What, what is he offering you? 
What is he sharing with you? Do people say Don Lemon's got it right or not? Let me know on Twitter at Tony Katz Parlor and Instagram at Tony Katz. Email me, Tony at TonyKatz.com. I'm Fingers Malloy with the Bourbon Minute brought to you by the Eat, Drink, Smoke podcast. Turning to beer, Molson Coors is beginning to brew again after a cyber attack. Fox 6 Milwaukee is reporting that according to a filing with the SEC last week, the company acknowledges a system outage caused by a cyber incident with delays or disruptions to brewery operations, production, and shipments. Molson Coors went on to say that it is working around the clock to get its systems fully back up and running as soon as possible. Just last month, in its 2020 annual report, Molson Coors warned of potential technology risks and threats. For more about this, check out our Facebook page, facebook.com slash eatdrinksmoke. This was the Bourbon Minute brought to you by Eat Drink Smoke. It's your cigar bourbon foodie radio extravaganza. Check it out on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or your favorite podcast platform. Eat, drink, smoke. It was a hot mic. And it's Senator Ben Cardin of Maryland. And it's Pete Buttigieg, the Transportation Secretary. And there's Cardin saying how we're going to get a new uh, infrastructure deal through. Man, that sounds terrible on radio. That is awful. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's, I mean, just, it just, it, I don't know. I don't know why. It's Ben Cardin saying, you know, the plan is, you know, we're, we're probably not going to be able to get this through regularly. So we're just going to use the budget reconciliation. We're going to we're just going to get this thing uh, through, meaning they don't need Republican votes. They'll add it to a budget bill so they can use reconciliation, which means no need for cloture, no need, no filibuster possible. You just need 51 votes or 50 in the tiebreaker from the vice president. That's it. Oh, yeah, well, like we did for the American Rescue Plan. The what? The COVID relief bill. You mean the $1.9 trillion? Yeah, $1.9 trillion. We'll do it for this as well. We'll just slam it through. We don't even need Republican votes. How about that? That's the plan. That's a terrible plan. That's a plan that shows that they don't actually care what half the country thinks. And they sure as heck don't care what they spend on any level at all. They are more than happy to spend your money. And let us be perfectly clear, it is your money. It's not their money. It is your money. One way or another, you're paying, and one way or another, they're taking. That can't be described any other way. Meanwhile, the administration, they're going out there selling that COVID relief package, and Vice President Harris doesn't like being asked about it. Madam Vice President, are, Thank you. the White House has said... Rep- the White House has said repeatedly that, that this is a very popular law. If that's the case, why is it important to get out and sell it? It's not selling it. 
it's literally letting people know their rights, right? It's it's kind of like you um, you buy a product, you've already been sold on the product, but you need some directions on the box usually, <laughs> right? And so this is about, hey, know that you're entitled to this, file your taxes so that you can speed up the benefits that you're going to receive. Um, talk to your friends and neighbors about getting vaccinations because we are speeding up the delivery and supply of vaccinations and, and sites like UNLV. This is, these are the things we are doing to let people know what they are entitled to and to spread the word. Think of it more as a public education campaign. This is Ah, it's a public education campaign. It's not actually selling the thing that you already rammed through. No, it's about letting people know all the great things that you've done for them by spending $1.9 trillion. And that's worthy of a laugh. <laughs> Creepy, right? Creepy, right? When I add it to the Pete Buttigieg laugh? super duper creepy i know i know it's true your car's seatbelt safety miracle or decapitation nightmare what is the connection between rain and farming the answer may surprise you heroin sex machine guns flamethrowers murder There's no story here. We've just found that ratings go up when we say those words. It's time for the worst headline of the day. From the New York Post, woman says she found true love had children with roller coaster. Ken can't make that up. Her name is Gail Engel. Claims she has um, long been attracted... (laughs) to inanimate objects, but didn't know true passion until she fell for a German roller coaster. Not off a German roller coaster, fell for a German roller coaster. And the roller coaster's name? Skyscream. Of course it is. Yes! 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 Wasn't that the name of a Transformer? Starscream. Oh. <laughs> I was close. I, I almost had it. And since I met the the Skyscream roller coaster, I understood what love was. I spent every moment dreaming of a fusional relationship with it. Look, man, I I I, I guess everybody. Um, this is a real thing. Everyone's got a fetish. Yeah, people have. I have, I have often said that everybody has a fetish, and some of them are allowable, and some of them are not. Um, I, this this is allowable. This is just this is just sad. Did you say she had a child with the roller coaster? Did I, she didn't have a child. I with thought the you said she had a child with the roller coaster. She did not have a child okay. with the roller coaster. How do you have a child with a That's, roller coaster? I thought that was the, in the headline. I misheard you. No, no, the headline again. Oh, no, I take that back. Had children with the roller coaster. Yeah. You're absolutely right. So elaborate, because now you have my curiosity. Um, she, she's created models. Oh, that's, that doesn't count. Right. Created models and, 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 and other things. Um, look, it, it, everyone... Uh, now this isn't normal, and immediately you should seek therapy. You're not hurting anybody, but you're not Okay. I, am, am I am I allowed to uh, am I allowed to uh, say that? I don't know. 
I don't know. I don't know. If, I don't know what you're allowed to say or not say anymore. Someone's gonna tell me that I'm just. I'm being. Uh, I'm being bigoted. I can't wait to find how. Facebook Tony Katz Radio. 